0: Hey everyone! Thank you for your company on episode 11 of the Let's Talk Touchdowns. Uh, I am Morgan Edwards, and join with me as ever is Bornbrook's most infamous four-can man. It's K Ryan Hines. Oy. Hey man, how's your week been?
1: Uh, it's not too bad, things uh, just gone quick, they're going quick, days get shorter, nights get longer, you know? Yeah,
0: it literally feels like two, three days ago that we recorded episode 10. It does. And here we are on episode Look 11. Look at us. I know. And now, uh, back by popular demand as well, is the start of episode 5, it's Statman Chris. Hey man, how
2: Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I did say on the last episode to get me on after a Giants win, so they don't happen that often, so I had to make the most of my opportunities.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're up to three now, I think.
2: I know, it's
0: crazy. (laughs) Washington twice and the Eagles once. Madness. That NFC
2: East run is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if the Giants do win the NFC East.
1: Uh, It'd be absolutely insane. It'd actually be insane.
2: The five-win Giants winning the NFC East. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That would be hilarious, especially if, say, I don't know, say the Bucks win the NFC South and then the Saints go through as, as the wild card, first wild card. That would be a Saints Giants matchup. Me oh, versus dude. you two.
2: Oh god! eleven-win Saints team against the five. We to to a five against <laughs> the yes. travelled for five ridiculous.
0: Oh Christ! Anyway, we're gonna mix it up a little bit uh, on episode eleven. We're gonna jump straight into our touchdowns for the week. Okay, so we've got a jam-packed episode for you this week. So we thought we'd start with some of the most exciting moments of the whole weekend, which were the touchdowns for the week. So, uh, Chris, I'll let you go first. Guests first. What was your favourite touchdown of the week?
2: There were almost too many to choose from this week. We had a a lot of sort of 90-yard-plus plays, and then there was the crazy... Hail Murray, as it's been called. But I think I'm going to go with the from the same game, the play, the touchdown just before that, which mm. showed maybe I've got a bit of a Josh Allen soft spot. He's my fantasy quarterback, at the back, mm. and I love watching him play. But that throw they made to go ahead with about 15 seconds left, he rolls out to the right hash, throws across his body from about 30 yards away into a window that doesn't exist to a diving Stefan Diggs to go ahead. And obviously they <laughs> don't win the game in the end. But... I mean, That's that like, just shows you the progress that team are making. Who makes that throw in the NFL? For me, maybe Aaron Rodgers is the only other quarterback maybe. who can even make that throw with that strength. And then Diggs as well. Talk about what a great trade that is to go and get open. I mean, that that for me was probably one of the most difficult throws I've seen attempted, let alone executed this year. And sadly, it won't be remembered as the, the defining moment from that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, you, you go next, you go next.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: mine has to be uh, the Hopkins mm. uh, reception Hail Mary catch. It was just insane because you don't often see that many Hail Marys. And if you do see a Hail Mary, it's very, very rare that the, the receiver actually gets the ball. But you, you if you're giving it up for Hopkins, you it's it's a reception, it's a touchdown, it's just, mm. that's who DeAndre Hopkins is, and um, Kyler Murray threw, what was it, over 50-yard Hail Mary into the end zone? Yeah, after uh, already de- running on a bootleg, yeah. like, kind
0: of escaping the pocket.
1: Hopkins uh, was surrounded by three defensive backs, and he just goes up, grabs the ball, touchdown, uh, Cardinals win.
0: And what's so amazing uh, yeah. for me about that touchdown was the fact that the Bills took the lead, like, 20 seconds before that or whatever it was 30 seconds they thought they'd won that game from that touchdown well you would yeah exactly you would because the Cardinals uh,
1: Cardinals had to get a uh, touchdown score Mm -hmm. it was like a four or five point um, deficit Mm
2: -hmm. I think what's more amazing is that Bill O'Brien of the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and a backup running back with a 16 million dollar cap hit absolutely no idea
0: (laughs) and now the Cardinals are one of the best teams in the league and the Texans are one of the worst teams in the league and um, Bill
2: O'Brien's watching from his sofa with no job. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, my touchdown, my favourite touchdown for the week, um, and I bags you this, Cade, didn't I? I bags yeah, you so this. So but so I mean, I feel like the, the DeAndre Hopkins one is, is pretty up there anyway. Yeah. Um, but. The Keelan Cole Senior, ninety one yard punt return, touchdown for the Jags. Oof, it's quite nice nasty. to see the Jags doing well, you know. I mean they didn't they didn't win this game, did they? They came it close It was close,
1: it was really close. Yeah, it
0: came close for the Packers, but I mean a ninety one yard punt return, just weaving in and out of traffic.
1: Ugh, it's just and he Packers. absolutely broke the uh, ankles of the kicker as well.
0: The yeah, punter. the punter, He duked him uh, on the way oh, back yeah, the that punters the... <laughs>
1: it's the <laughs> definition of broken ankles like he he's never gonna see those ankles again.
2: Yeah, it must be a pretty unusual week when you have a 98-yard touchdown run from a running back and a 104-yard kickoff return, and not neither of them make the top three touchdowns yeah. of the yeah. week.
0: <laughs> yeah, and obviously yeah it's absolutely in insane. Yeah, I mean Ronald Jones's 98-yard touchdown that was that was just ah oh, to die for. Just so many touchdowns this week, lads. So
1: many, and Adam <laughs> Thielen's one-handed touchdown that was that was really mm. nice.
2: Mm. Left-handed as well. Yeah. So usually, concentration
1: I mean, that takes is amazing.
0: <laughs> exactly, and I mean usually, on the, the purpose of this feature is to get you guys at home to, to to watch these touchdowns for the week. But you may as well just watch the whole weekend because there are so <laughs> many to pick from. And I'm yeah,
1: all. you're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns, a podcast by K Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards.
0: And we're going to give you some of the highlights of, of the rest of those games then, so jumping straight in. We'll, well, we'll start with the worst one of the week, just to kind of... You know, we've we've started with a high, and uh, we'll, we'll drop down, calm things down a bit. The Browns-Texans, 10 points to 7. I mean, the first points needed for a win by the Browns since week 8 of 2012. But the Browns are finding ways to win at the minute. Six uh, games that they've won and only three that they've lost, so they're doing all right.
1: The last couple of games haven't been that exciting from the Browns, considering their kind of fiery start towards the start of the season but you know it's they're winning they're winning the game so you can't really fault them for that.
2: yeah i think that was a really interesting one obviously we had the weather that was pretty dodgy early on yeah. and that contributed quite a lot to the uh, to the low score and it was a pretty ugly game but i don't know for me the the memory of this game for a lot of people is going to be nick chubb breaking free with about a minute left and stepping out of bounds at the one yard yeah. line mm. i did um which is pretty smart. I mean, I think even if he just scored, they'd have gone 10 points up with only a minute left and it would have been unlikely. But it's just smart football after we saw Atlanta throw, you know, lose a game in that fashion, knowing that if he steps out of the one or even if he falls down at the one, there is not a single way that the Texans can win that game. Mm. I mean, however unlikely it would have been that they'd have scored two in one minute. it's They just couldn't do it. And I think I read a great story, obviously 10-7, they won by three. Um, there was a, a gambler who put a hundred thousand dollars on the Cleveland Browns winning by four points or more. Jeez, oh, <laughs> oh,
1: that must be so heartbreaking.
2: <laughs> and there must be a fair few fantasy players who lost their matchup when they see these chubs steaming down with no one mm. but green grass in front of him, and then he goes and steps out of the one, costing him those six points. There would have been a few people <laughs> a little upset with him, I think. Yeah, you want to explain Cleveland.
1: why they do, why people do that, Chris
2: well obviously they're going to keep hold of the ball whereas you know and that next minute as they did they can just take a knee and run out the time and mean that mean that Texans didn't even get the ball back whereas if they scored and obviously kicked it off then the Texans would have would have been able to have at least a chance I mean I'd have put it at less than a one percent chance but by stepping out of bounds and keeping hold and taking a knee to run out the game Texans didn't even get a chance to see the ball again you take a 10-7 win and this being Cleveland, you associate Cleveland back in you know, a few years ago as finding ways to lose, so even <laughs> yeah. finding ways to win games like this, I think it's a real turnaround for the franchise.
1: I think if it was the Deshaun, Deshaun Watson we had last year or the year before, and with less than a minute on the clock, then they would have been in real trouble but the Deshaun Watson this year is I don't think you have to worry about that, but obviously they just took um, precaution.
0: I'd just like to talk about, uh, only for 30 seconds or so, the predictions, right? Oh, the, you know, the, the next-gen stats of, you know, this team Duh, has 8% bro. chance of winning. And it's <laughs> like...
1: Uh, but it's not,
0: I, is it? where on earth, isn't it? I
1: don't, I don't know where they get those stats from. I honestly don't.
0: I do a maths degree. <laughs> Kay, you do a physics degree. <laughs> yeah. It just winds me up. It's like 8%. It, ten, it yeah. does... Eight percent chance of winning, and then as soon as DeAndre Hopkins caught that <laughs> ball, it, it went immediately to like an eighty-nine percent chance of winning.
1: It's like, Yeah. Oh. I, I honestly don't know because um, half the games in the first half of the season, Scott Hanna, uh, Hannigan or whatever his name is, was Scott like Hansen. Um, yeah. Scott Hansen. He was like, um, it was for one of the Dallas games. They had a ninety-eight percent chance of losing, <laughs> and then they come back and it's like, what? What? How do you actually get those numbers? Are you actually just pulling them out like a r- random number
2: generator? Well, that one was probably any team with a ninety-eight (laughs) percent chance of losing who goes on and winning has to be playing the Falcons, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, it has to, but I I don't know where they get these stats from,
1: honestly.
0: Yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't really want to spend too much time on it because it is a bit of a waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, But we're going to move swiftly on now to... Uh, the Lions game, I guess. DeAndre Swift playing. I, th- you know, it's a little bit of a segue there. Um, Lions, Washington, thirty points, twenty-seven. I mean, Washington on two and seven, but in in pole position almost to win the NFC East on uh, two at seven. Um, but the Lions <laughs> on crazy. four and five. Uh, I mean, game-winning fifty-nine-yard field goal as time expired. The Lions have done that a few times this season. Um,
1: yeah, they have.
0: They're just going to be a bang-average team, I reckon, by the end of the year. Just kind of maybe an eight and eight,
2: just kind of oh, like yeah. you know.
0: But what did you guys make of that game? Anything noteworthy? Do you reckon?
2: I thought Alex Smith was the was the story there. I mean, mm-hmm. not be really funny. Even just to make a, even just to make an NFL team after everything he had to. I think it was seventeen surgeries. Let alone to then go, to go and start a game. And he, I think he, I was reading, he had career highs for completions, attempts, and yards. He yeah, it was a career yards. game. And for a guy's his first start since he was carted off the field in 2018, was incredible. And then the other one was. I mean, Chase Young, second overall pick who was hyped up. A, he's been a little bit quiet over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, this guy was pegged as the surefire defensive rookie in the year. But secondly, what a dumb, dumb penalty that allows, I mean, on a roughing the passer penalty to give the yeah. give the Lions a chance. If he doesn't make that penalty, the Lions have got no chance. And, and he just, it's stupid football and it gave him a chance. And you've got to say a 59-yard walk-off field goal to get, I mean, you're still in the race at four and five. You never mm. know. And you've got... You know, you've got the Panthers, the Texans and the Bears up next. You could, if you go well, get up to seven and five. It's not... I you know, Do I think they will? No, but it's not impossible if Stafford gets <laughs> yeah. hot and a couple of things work. And Swift, they continue to, for some reason, not give the ball... They were obsessed with Adrian Peterson and clearly Swift, yeah, they were. not saying that like because in fantasy, <laughs> has got the upside as the running back. But, you know, they're not out of it yet. I, you know, It'll be the Lions' way of getting themselves out of it at some point, but they're still mm. in it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we, we've got a a feature coming up later on uh, the perth picture and we'll f- we'll kinda see that you know the Lions are still in the hunt, they're not they're not ruled out completely.
1: Yeah, as um kind of Chris said, they're an average team and they'll f- they'll finish the season maybe positive. It'll be really close to see what they do, but um they're just missing that um star wide receiver and obviously uh Alex Stafford he's he's proven himself to be a good f- <laughs> Matt Stafford <laughs> difference. Uh, Matt Stafford is proven himself to be an okay quarterback. He can um he can play well. But he just needs um, that star wide receiver, and we see that throughout the league. That they just these quarterbacks are looking for that star wide receiver to connect to. And sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. And if you if that star wide receiver is uh, missing, teams feel it a lot. And mm. um, the Lions did feel it uh, this weekend, but got the win over Washington.
0: Yeah, and I mean talking about missing star wide receivers, then I mean not from lack of trying, but I mean. <laughs> The Rams beat the Seahawks this week, and you guys were saying that Jalen Ramsey just completely shut out DK Metcalf this week. I mean, the Rams got the win, 23 points to 16. They've won the last five of of six or seven, I think, against Seattle, and um, definitely a bogey team for, for Seattle. I mean, the Rams are a decent team anyway. They're on the same record now yeah. as the Seahawks. Uh, what do you guys make of that one?
1: It was interesting because I kept hearing the presenters say that... Um, the Seahawks give up the most um, passing yardage in the league, and over mm. the past few years, they've given up the most passing yardage yeah. in the league, and that really surprised me because I've always, I always thought the Seahawks were having such a strong defense, defense, the likes of, um, well, L. Thomas, uh, Richard Sherman, and Cam, Cam, Chancellor. Cam Chancellor over mm. the last uh, kind of decade. I would have thought that they would have had an amazing defence but that kind of, I think the Rams just kind of played on that and obviously got the win from it.
2: Yeah, you can pass on this team and I think the biggest the biggest story, apart from, you know, Sean McVay having their number, I think has been Russell's play in the last sort of four weeks. I mean they've got one and three in the last four weeks, mm-hmm. so they're clearly yeah. a team that's struggling but one of my sort of favorite stats that really illustrates that and you think of this team as a team who passed the ball, passed the ball deep. If you think at the beginning of the season, some of those bombs through to Lockett or, you know, through to Metcalf. But if you look at the numbers between week, between weeks one and six, when Russ threw it deep, he had eight touchdowns and no interceptions. In the last four games, he's had two touchdowns and three interceptions on deep attempts. And given that they've got literally no one at running back, I mean, I'm I think one of us three might be playing running back for them in the next couple of weeks <laughs> at this rate. They need to to get the most out of those two receivers on deep passes and that's what they had been doing. But if you can't stop the pass, you've got to at least be able to keep up in games like this and they're not able to if Russ doesn't have his have his best mm. games like he didn't this weekend.
1: He he has been struggling, and we've been saying this. He the Seahawks they've been winning, but it's when they win it's not convincing and um, obviously over the past kind of three weeks that, that one of three records shown that um something's not quite right. I mean, yeah,
0: sure. I feel like teams have kind of found a way to beat them now, in, which is through the air, so in fantasy, whenever I've got someone, a wide receiver who's playing the Seahawks, like I've got Christian Kirk for example and they're playing the Cardinals in the coming week, like I put them straight away, it's straight in, straight away, because they just don't have the D and that is one of the yeah. uh, the big issues with, with the Seahawks. Um, and we've got a couple of, of, of contenders for the NFC title or, and just teams in, of the AFC as well. Um, they they're, Particularly in the NFC where they are top quality teams, but there's something about them that is is going yeah. awry. And we mentioned, we talked about this a, a couple of days ago, didn't we, Chris? So, mm. you know, you've got the Seahawks are missing a D. The Packers, there's just something not quite. No right consistency, I don't think that, Yeah, you know. the Bucks just got blown out by the by the Saints last yeah, week. Yeah. Um But I mean, these teams are still managing to get good good records and good victories. So think about the Packers, for example. You know they're seven and two now. They're seven and two for the second straight season. But they only just managed to beat the Jags this week, 24 yeah. twenty
1: four points to twenty. Yeah. They didn't make it easy for themselves at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what was wrong again.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I thought the Jags played all right. It's quite nice to see them playing well. I don't think Dick Luton had a good game. I don't think that's yeah. why. I think their defense came up quite strong yeah. this week, the Jags. But DJ like...
1: Moore plays pretty well as well.
2: D-day DJ's this yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Too many DJs down, down there. I mean, I think that one was another one with, with the weather taking sort of big, big impact, sort of 30 mile an hour winds, and it just mm. shows that if the Packers obviously this year with the change, I'm sure we'll get to in the playoff picture, with it being only one home game, uh, one bye team. You got to buy, and then you're going to have to go into Green Bay. If you're a team like Tampa Bay, used to playing in the warm, or New Orleans playing in a dome, mm-hmm. and you end up having to go into Green Bay against a sort of a team that are used to playing in that cold and the wind with a strong-armed quarterback. I mean, as well as much as someone like, say, Brady has been good this year, or Breeze with a with a slightly weaker arm, do you fancy them going into 30 mile an hour winds at Lambeau Field?
0: And I was gonna say. I think that, that 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 number one seed will be the most crucial it's mm. ever been, because you can yeah. still have home field advantages number two seed in previous seasons, can't you? Whereas now it's it's only one team that gets that yeah. you know number one uh, seed, that bye week and that uh, home field advantage all the way then through to to the Super Bowl should they make it. Um I mean, shout
2: out from this game, sorry, I was just going to shout out from this game to the Jags starting, was it, a six-round rookie quarterback and an undrafted um, running back mm-hmm. and still hanging tough against the 7-2 and two team. So, yeah. I mean, sure, Jacksonville are probably fighting with the Jets for, for the number, two, number one and number two picks, Justin mm-hmm. Fields and Trevor Lawrence, but there's some heart to this team. There are some players they can build around, especially James Robinson at, at running back. So, you know, I mean, yes, they're, they're a one-win team, but... It's probably a little bit more positivity than they might have thought at this stage.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially with um, Jake Luton playing as well as he did last game. Well, he didn't play as well this game. I think it's hard to uh, kind of match it, uh, especially as a rookie. But he, has, he definitely has potential. So it's an exciting team to definitely keep an eye on over the next few years. Um,
0: moving on to some other games, then. We've got a couple more games to mention before we move on to our predictions for the week. Uh, let's jump in with the Saints 49ers, then. Um, kind of a rocky start for the Saints, I thought. I thought um, the 49ers were playing a little bit better. I think they, they got the first touchdown. But I mean, yeah. Kamara, he's got to be in the MVP conversation. Three touchdowns yeah. this week. It's just got that victory for the Saints, 27 13. You talk about MVP, it's the most valuable player. Take Kamara out of that Saints team, and we're just not the same team.
1: Uh, you you take Michael Thomas out and you're not the same team, and uh, Kamara steps up. But then Breeze got hit hard, I think, or mm. something happened to him, and uh, Jameis Winston come in uh, for the last yeah. two quarters or so. And I'm surprised he didn't lose the game off of that. Um, <laughs> Jameis Winston didn't even throw an interception, I don't think, or no. and that's that must be the longest ga- uh, he's ever played without throwing an interception. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean so Breeze has got a rib injury now, so Jameis Winston's in. But I'm not that worried about it because this happened last you year. Be. No, but this happened last year and obviously Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is better than, than Jameis Winston, but you know, we, we kinda didn't panic too much last year when this happened and Breeze got injured for a couple of games. We still mm-hmm. I think we won actually all of those games maybe where Teddy Bridgewater came in. But I think what's good about James being this backup quarterback for the Saints is that it's not all on him. He's there to fill the role of, you know, when he's needed he can step up and he's a he's a player that we've seen that can do that. But we've also got Taysom Hill. So it's not like they need to be consistent. Jameis can kind of, you know, go off the on, onto the bench and you know uh, recompose himself and not throw those crazy decisions and three. But I think
1: uh, Taysom Hills only had eight completions.
0: But then he's also a running machine
1: at quarterback, you know. <laughs> he's in every he's an every player. Yeah.
2: I think going to what you're saying about MVP, I think it's a very narrative-driven award, you know, yeah. who can carry their injured team. And so Kamara's going to have a real chance to mm. sort of drag it with an injured Drew Brees who, I mean, no one knows how he's going to look at, at Week 11. Is he, he going to play? Is he not? Mm-hmm. And and I do think we're going to see quite a lot of Sean Payton trickery here. So there's going to be a yeah. lot of Taysom Hill, Wildcat. There's going to be reverses. Don't forget, I would not be shocked to see an Emmanuel Sanders couple of passes. Guy was mm-hmm. has thrown quite a lot in the league make the most of those kind of trick plays rather than playing a traditional offense and and to be honest I think maybe as a coach this is quite a fun week because breeze for as good as he is he's a pocket passer and he's an accurate pocket passer but you can really dig deep into the bag of tricks this week mm-hmm. and and yeah this this was a win that was that was ugly but what's that now six in a row mm-hmm. for the saints i mean the mark of a good team is that they win ugly games and my only concern if i'm a saints fan is i'm not not sure what's going on with michael thomas yeah he's you know there's been a bit of a internal discipline problem and clearly they're limiting his his snaps and his targets as a bit of a uh, an issue there so it's the story always isn't it wide receivers being divas but (laughs) let's see what's going on there because especially without maybe or without a fully fit breeze at least you'd think him and kamara have got to step up and one of them's doing it but thomas at the moment isn't quite
1: yeah Yeah. i just want to come back to your point then Maureen, Mm because when breeze came out last year um they Teddy Bridgewater had Michael Thomas, and that was fine. He had Michael Thomas and Kamara. But now, with um, Michael Thomas being in and out every game, um, it's not a constant factor. So I, I do think you're going to struggle a bit just because you don't have Michael Thomas, you don't have Breeze. You still have Kamara, so Kamara's going to pick up that slack. But um, Winston needs a good um, receiver to throw to, and mm. so... I. I don't think he can lead the uh, Saints to wins, but I, I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, I, I guess we will see. I would, yeah, I, I'm not that worried. I mean, this this last week, couple of weeks without Michael Thomas has probably been good for the side because now you've had other wide receivers stepping up. And now, obviously, we'll have had James Winston practising with those wide receivers in, on the training field as well. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, let's not forget, is still a fantastic wide receiver. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, if Michael Thomas... I mean, is it, that was only his first or second game back from injury, wasn't it, um, this week? So we've got to give him a little bit more time to, to readjust Simon. So I'm not too worried um, as as a Saints fan. But if I were a Ravens fan, I think I'd yeah. be a little bit panicky
1: right now. You would be. Um, I would, especially against um, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. um, Patriots won 23-17, to and that was a big shock for me because Ravens, again, they didn't really play that well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't think Lamar Jackson is playing at the standard he was last year, and I think they've gone from being on the same record as the Steelers to now losing what th- almost three games in a row, or something, three games uh. or four games, or something like that, isn't it? Um, so that division is definitely running away from them, and I think we'll, we'll come to it in the playoff picture later. But they've gone from being, you know, contenders to I think they're now—I don't want to give too much away—but I think they're quite low in the bottom of the wild card pack at the minute. Yeah, what do you make of that one, Chris?
2: I mean, this felt like a, a Bill Belichick dream game, didn't it? Hmm. Absolute. You could barely see in the rain. You could, you know, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. certainly going to be a big role for the defences. There was going to be running the football. And I think Damian Harris went up and over uh, 100 yards, I'm fairly sure. Um, 121 yards on 22 carries. So, you know, I think we've all seen that Cam hasn't been quite the same quarterback for the Patriots since he came back from COVID and a couple of games. So if they can find some supporting pieces, which it looks like they have in uh, Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver oh, yeah. who threw a touchdown pass as well, um, which was pretty fun to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, he was a high quarterback, wasn't he? Oh, well, exactly. And they're really utilising it. So I think from the Patriots' point of view, you're at four and five now. And, you know, everyone's been writing them off after four losses in a row. <laughs> but it's not. And I, and I don't personally think they will do it. But it's not impossible. This AFC sort of wild card races we'll get onto, I'm sure, is a little mm-hmm. bit... There are, it's tricky, but there's an opportunity for them to get back in the mix. And there's a reason they've made the playoffs 11 years in a row. And that's not yeah. just on Tom Brady. Belichick, people were ready to write off as a fraud, I think, a little bit. So to come in and then on the other side of the ball, I think the Ravens are in a little bit of trouble, especially because they're not a team who are built to come from behind. They're a running team. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: yeah. Lamar
2: Jackson fell to 0-6. He hasn't won a game when he's been training by 10 or more points in his whole career. And if you're going to have to go... On the road in the playoffs to a kansas or even to a pittsburgh or to another dominant team like that and fall behind i wouldn't you know i think they're in a little bit of trouble because you like you said there's pretty much no chance really they're going to get that division so they're yeah. going to have to go on the road in a wild card game
1: mm-hmm.
2: to a division winner so i'd be a little bit concerned
1: as a patriot then are you concerned more about getting into the playoffs or just coming positive and developing your team
2: I think it's a really interesting one because I read a lot of arguments that you know they've only got Cam Newton for one year. Therefore, do they actually really want to do well? Do they? The worst case scenario almost is you're seven and nine. You miss out on the playoffs, but you don't have a good enough sort of selection for Mm -hmm. for a quarterback. But there's, again, I go back to Belichick and professional pride. He does not want to lose a game. He's the kind of guy that hates you know, losing a game of ping pong in, in, you know, at home. So the fact is, I think they're going to go out and try and win as many games as they can. And they have, I think, I was reading that like the third or fourth most cap space available to spend in free agency next year. Mm. They had quite a lot of COVID opt-outs, which meant their team's a little bit light. So if they can get a, you know, dare I say it, someone like a Sam Darnold might be available next year on a trade for cheap, then... <laughs> I'd stay with Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they might be able to turn things around a little bit quicker than people think, and it just proves there's life life in the old dog, yeah, isn't there, with this result? Yeah, definitely, yeah. A yeah.
0: um, couple more games then that we haven't mentioned is... Um, which should we go to? Let's say the Raiders-Broncos. The Broncos are pretty woeful, but, I mean, the Raiders, 6-3 and three now. 37 yeah. points scored in that game. They've won five straight home games against Denver. Uh, this Raiders team is all right. It's all right.
1: They came back from 3-3. Three and three. Um, A few weeks ago, they were 3-3, three and three, which um, they had a strong start, but then kind of lost a few games. And now, obviously, they're getting back onto the rhythm.
2: Mm. 6 yeah, I mean, my- my two notes from this game were A, they've now, in the last three weeks, are 3-0 against their division mm. and they've got the Chiefs next weekend in the rematch so, I mean, if they go and beat the Chiefs for the second time, I think people will start to take them seriously. On the flip side, the Broncos, are they going back to the quarterback well this off-season? It doesn't look like there's a lot of faith in Drew Locke. No,
1: no um, they subbed him out, didn't they? Uh, they had another quarterback in um, towards the end of the game, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, and I mean... The irony, of course, is the general manager, I've read a lot of articles on this, John Elway, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he just can't identify quarterback talent. They have swung and missed. I mean, who remembers the yeah. the Brock Osweiler era, yeah. you know, the, oh, Patrick, the Paxton Lynch era, the Tim yeah. Tebow era? It's, it's they incredible had Case how Keenum many... there as well
1: for a while, Case Keen- and yeah. um,
2: Joe Flacco. Yeah. This is a whole pub quiz on its own, isn't it? <laughs> Broncos yeah, quarterbacks definitely. over the last 10 years and... If I was a betting man, I'd say there's going to be an. I would say Drew Lock is not the starting quarterback for no. Denver Broncos week one of 2021.
0: No, I I firmly agree. But talking about starting quarterbacks moving forward, then, I mean, to Tongavaloa, Dolphins are they're they're a quality side now. I think he's yeah. won three of the three games that he started, six and three, beat the Chargers 29-21. I think it's it can only go up for them as well this. Went uh, two touchdowns
1: up as well. Um, I know one of them was a pick six, wasn't it, or a blocked. I can't remember but um, they went two touchdowns up 14-0 within the first uh, quarter and I thought, I'd text Morgan like this this could be a blowout mm. it, um, it went to a closer game than I thought it'd be because mm-hmm. um, if you looked at the first quarter just after that I thought it'd be an absolute blowout but yeah Dolphins are insane this year
2: I think, you know, you've got to look at Brian Flores as a, as a coach of the year candidate. You look yeah, at someone, definitely. I mean, how he's taking this, this roster to six and three. And it's also in all facets of the defensive side of things. The special teams, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I think they had, um, you know, fumble, take it home or block punts. They've done in the last few weeks. They've done absolutely all sorts. And, and I just loved watching this as the fifth and sixth overall picks in the draft, um, just to see two franchises with quarterbacks who are ready and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, can do it. And you look at someone like Burrow had a lot of height, but to her uh, with the injury, could he still do it? There was a question, why are you benching Fitz after he was on Fitzpatrick yeah, yeah. after such a good run and we're winning. And, and suddenly with, with the Bills losing this is a team that's a game back in the AFC East I mean that would have given you pretty long <laughs> odds that two teams from the AFC East look like making the playoffs and neither of them are the Patriots yeah it's crazy it's actually crazy
0: talking about teams that aren't struggling then I mean Steelers 9-0 and they, they have got to be Super Bowl contenders without a doubt yeah um,
1: I think that this, I mean, it was against the Bengals, thirty-eight to ten. Um, not an impressive win. It's a nice high score, but they're just they're just on another level, uh, mm-hmm. I think. And um, because the Seahawks lost as well, it just kind of cements that Steelers are just they, they could easily go unbeaten. I think. I think it's very easily.
0: I reckon. I fourteen and two is my prediction. I reckon is. is Who's gonna
1: happened. give them the loss though? Lot. I'm not actually
0: sure who they've got left, to be honest.
2: But... I think they've got the Ravens in prime time on Thanksgiving night, which is Oof. going to be a cool. what a rivalry and what a what a game. Yeah. to stay up for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. The Ravens need to play a lot better than they did. Well, the past few weeks, especially against the um, Steelers, uh, defense mainly. Their offense is putting up numbers, but their defense is just impenetrable sometimes. Yeah. So um, the Ravens. Yeah, the remaining schedule. Better.
2: The remaining schedule for the Steelers, just if we're thinking of projecting, they've got Jags this weekend, so the Ravens, Washington footballs, Bills, which is a good game, mm-hmm. Bengals, Colts and Browns. So it's not impossible they they run the table. They could yeah, lose to the could, Bills would, and Ravens, I reckon. Yeah,
1: those were, the, mm. those were the games that they could lose to, but
2: yeah.
1: I honestly don't think they will. I, I, I'll say that now, I honestly don't think they will.
2: I mean, Ben... He's playing like a comeback player of the year. and might even be on the outside of the MVP race. 333 yards, four touchdowns. You know, just keeps doing it. It was Deontay Johnson this week who had 116 yards. You've got guys like Chase Claypool, Juju smith Schuster still there, Eric Ebron, James Washington. I mean, this must be the deepest um, wide receiver catching pool. And then on that, the defensive side, that defensive front is scary. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, your Bud Dupree, your TJ Watts, and then they've got Minka Fitzpatrick at the back end and Joe Hayden. So there's just no... Maybe in, in that linebacker spot in the middle of the field when uh, Devin Bush went, uh, went injured. But, I mean, phew, this is a scary looking team and they could go 16-0. Having said that, I'd still take the Chiefs over them.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, but we've got two more games then that we're going to swiftly move through. So I'm just going to just disregard this one, to be honest. I mean, Bears-Vikings, <laughs> it wasn't really much of a matchup, 13 yeah. 13- 19. I think the one thing to say about the Bears is that they've been found out now. So they went 5-1 and one and now yeah. they're 5-5. Five and, five.
1: and I think uh, at the end of the game, Nick Foles went off as well. So
2: yeah.
1: there's, my, there's my boy, gone. He's off. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure it's how Cordero long he's done before.
2: Cordero Patterson's 104-yard touchdown return uh, kickoff, oh, which takes him to so the tied nice. most in history with eight kickoff returns now. Mm. He, he's
1: the best kickoff returner in the league.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then I had one of my favourite moments of comedy was when uh, Kirk Cousin threw an interception. Khalil Mack, who we all know is not a small man, is running it back. <laughs> yeah. Kirk Cousin tries to drop his shoulder into Khalil Mack <laughs> to knock him out of bounds. And let's just say Mack wasn't the one left on the floor after that collision. Was...
0: <laughs> um, one final game then before we move on to our predictions for the week, uh, I believe, is uh, the Panthers-Buccaneers. I mean, another divisional rival rivalry um, in the NFC South. I don't think there's too much doubt that the Buccaneers are gonna take victory here. I mean it was kind mm. of close to and then kind of Buccaneers kinda of pulled away towards the end, didn't they? Um forty six points to twenty three. Uh Panthers on the bottom of that division now I still I believe at uh, three and seven. I mean Buccaneers still trading behind the Saints, um only because they got that one extra loss. But I mean seven and three are a very good start for them.
2: It's a hard one to evaluate because they go and put up forties quite regularly. Brady spreads the ball around, you know, Mike Evans had a good day today, Antonio Brown looked good, Gronkowski had a touchdown, Chris Godwin had 90 yards, and then they'll go and lose like they did against the Saints. The only note I would say, perhaps a little bit of caution, was Brady didn't look great on deep balls out here, Mm. he was fantastic on intermediate and short throws, but he missed, I know he certainly missed Antonio Brown on a long Mm. um, open when he was sort of 10 yards clear streaking. But still, I mean, we're nitpicking here. When you go and put up 46 points on a divisional opponent and your quarterback has 340 yards and three touchdown (laughs) passes and a quarterback sneak, that's probably, you're okay (laughs) with that game, especially as a bounce back.
0: But I think that wraps it up for all of the games bar three. So that means it's time for our predictions for the week.
1: That's a wild card. That oh, is
0: wow. a wild card. I'm gonna uh-huh. have to justify that. I'm, I'm gonna have to justify that. You're right. It's gonna be the package. It's gonna be the package. Has
1: to be. There's, it gonna, has there's to no be. doubt about it.
0: The Cowboys are gonna win every other game after this one, but they're gonna lose this. One. No, I'm, Ooh, I'm not sure about I'm that that one. no
1: Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week.
0: Okay, so it's that time of the show where we talk about how we got on in our previous week's predictions. And, Kay, it was your turn to give us the three games this week. So what were they and how did we get on?
1: Uh, So first game was uh, Titans v. the Colts. The Colts won. I didn't see that one coming. I think Mm -hmm. we all went Titans for that one, didn't we?
0: All three of us went Titans, I believe, yeah. That
1: was a weird one. Um, I can't remember what happened, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it was Thursday night football, so we usually do Sunday games, don't we? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was quite a good matchup, so we so we decided to mm. go for that Titans-Colts game. I mean, Titans got off to a good start. You know, they got the 10-3 lead. Uh, Hines has taken over as the number one running back, though, I'd say, in Indianapolis over Jonathan yeah, Taylor. He, he went off. Yeah. Um, one notable thing for me, I think, Goskowski has missed eight kicks this season. So mm. you, I think that's not what you want when you're a Titans team who's battling with the Colts for that number one seed. You need kind of every point you can get at
1: the minute. Yeah. Oh, that must be my... Patriots left him or uh, dropped him
2: yeah he's been perfect for over 50 yard kicks but he can't kick them between 40 and 50 yards so I mean <laughs> yeah. go figure that one out
1: second game we had the Giants for the Eagles and I I love to see it <laughs> Giants won 27 to 17 Daniel Jones kept on his feet got a touchdown <laughs> good 30 yard <laughs> run it was it was an all right game nothing too exciting I guess
0: yeah Oh, what's so frustrating for me is, last week I almost went for the Giants, didn't I? I almost went for the Giants, yeah. but I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't go for the Giants. They, yeah. They're they not that good. But now they've got three <laughs> victories, three victories in the season, which yeah. is tied with the Eagles for the amount of victu- the victories that they've got.
2: No, I'm, just I'm ashamed to say I went against my own team here. I just, I, I mean, know. you know, I went with... And now uh, I went with what what sort of the football world was thinking, was <laughs> the Eagles coming back into, off a of bye week, into good health. You know, they're getting Miles Sanders back, getting Jalen Rieger back, getting Alshon Jeffrey back. Yeah. This was a team yeah. that was meant to be coming back. And, of course, what we hadn't factored for was Carson Wentz is a bottom five quarterback this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dare I say assistants. the
1: Giants' defence played okay again?
2: The Giants' defence is being good. this It's yeah. like a middle-of-the-road defence, when yeah. you look at the... You look at the names on that defense. I challenge anyone average football (laughs) fan to name me three players on that defense. There's no stars. And the fact is, the coaching, I think, this season has been a real upgrade on on last season. You're getting players like Wayne Goleman, who had a great day, Mm, two touchdown runs. You're getting contributions on defense from absolutely everyone. And you're getting James Bradbury, the cornerback side of Carolina, is playing at an all-pro level. I put him in the top two, three, four cornerbacks Mm. in the league this year. and. And you know, the Giants, Daniel Jones had his best game in his career for me. That's two weeks, and I know this is going to be a really low barrier for teams who have good quarterbacks, but my team doesn't, so he hasn't had a turnover two weeks in a row. And, you know, and as a guy who turned the ball over second most in the history of uh, of the NFL in his first sort of 30 odd start. It makes a big difference. This is a team who the Giants want to buy next week and then go to Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, watch out. Four and seven. The, the heights of four and seven could be coming, hopefully. Oh, I'd
1: <laughs> love to see it. We'd get through um, top seed. Amazing. Imagine. And then uh, the final game, we had the Cardinals for the Bills, and that has to be one of the best games um, Yeah, played. Uh, Cardinals won that one. It was so close. Uh, I think me and...
2: Uh, Chris went for the Bills
0: and then Morgan went for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I went for the Cardinals. And... <laughs> you were no. feeling pretty
2: rubbish with 15 seconds left and we were feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
0: and obviously Kyler Murray, the magic of the man, he's just, oh, he's insanely good this season. And when you got DeAndre Hopkins to throw two, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. anything is possible, doesn't it? And nab that victory at the end there, so that was 32 points to 30 and... then. Um, both these teams are quality. I think they're, they're going to go quite far in the next yeah. few seasons, and yeah, in, this season in particular, perhaps. Yes, OK, what are the, what are the records now, then, for uh, for both of us?
1: OK, so uh, Morgan got one this week, I got one this week, and Chris I not think he got me this week, unfortunately. Right. Um, so for me, it's 18 for 30, 60%. Not bad, not bad. For Morgan, it's a measly 12 for 40, 30, 40%. And then, uh, Chris, you're two for eight think Two for and six,
0: I think, isn't it? Two for, two six. for six, yeah. Yeah, I um, can't read.
2: My eyes are
1: terrible.
0: Thirty-three percent. So, so uh, yeah, at least I'm being someone in the predictions. I will stick
2: to the stats. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll talk about fantasy. That's my solace for the two. That is
0: true. You're <laughs> beating us fair and square in, in that. But uh, Chris, it's also yeah. your turn to pick the three games for us for week eleven. So, what have we got?
2: Yeah, obviously we're trying to stick to some of the Sunday games and, mm-hmm. and I thought a couple that we've mentioned, Raiders-Chiefs, uh, the rematch, uh, this is a real big one, are the Raiders serious or not? They've got to win a win again and I think we'll start taking them seriously. Ravens-Titans, two teams coming off surprising, very surprising losses yeah. for me, mm-hmm. how worried are, one of these teams is going to go in a two-game loss and we're going to start to be pretty worried about them. And one that I quite like because it's offense versus defense is Colts and Packers. Mm. You're looking at two, you know, Rodgers and Rivers. You're looking at Colts' fantastic defense against Packers offense. Haven't played well. So some interesting ones.
0: Should we start with Titans at Ravens? Okay, what are you saying?
1: Ooh, That one's a hard one because, as you said, they haven't been playing uh, well the last couple games. Well, mm. Titans uh, won last week, I think, um, and the Ravens haven't been playing convincingly um but I I think I'm not sure I, I want to go with Lamar Jackson I I like him a lot Ryan Tannehill's amazing but I think I want to back uh, Lamar Jackson I think this is his game where he has to win it um to kind of reassure himself that he's a decent well more than decent quarterback mm-hmm. because he, he's been lacking so I'm gonna have to go with Ravens that one
0: yeah, I think I agree. I mean, we like to go for different teams each week, Kay. but I mean, mm-hmm. I've bet on the Titans quite a few times in the <laughs> sense of, like, my fantasy. I've got, I've got Titans defense, I've got AJ Brown, I've got Johnny Smith, mm-hmm. and so many times that I thought, oh, they're going to do well this week, they just tank it, and they get me, like, combined, like, three points. Like, Titans defense got me zero points this week. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I struggle to bet on the Titans because who knows, they could be insane or they could be yeah. very poor. Uh, I think the Ravens, even though they we've we said it in previous episodes, haven't we? You know they're not mm. playing that well, but they're still winning games, with the exception of this yeah. week, of course. Uh, but I'll go for Ravens on that one as well. Chris, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I'll make it a clean sweep. I think this is a good matchup for Baltimore. I I, uh-huh. I think. You look at Tennessee's defense, it is historically bad. I think I was reading they allow the most third-down completion percent, the highest third-down completion percentage in history. Wow. And I think this is a Baltimore team who are going to get out to an early run, early yeah. lead. They're uh. not going to drop 14-0 down and get in trouble. I think if they can stop Derrick Henry, which is a big if, I, yeah, I think this is one they where they They have a strong they
1: defense, win. they do. But so yeah, I, I think they should
2: good, win. a good show. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one because, their run defense struggled against the Patriots this week. I'd say so. I mean, there's de- there's definitely a chance for the Titans to, to nab this victory, but what I can see happening is the Ravens taking the lead quite early on, um, yeah, just and, managing the game. Yeah, yeah, and we've said, haven't we, that you know they they struggle when they're behind, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, who knows? Derek Henry uh, could get a good start, or perhaps even AJ Brown get a touchdown uh-huh. for them early on. But I think we all agree. Probably the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we all went for we all went for the, the Titans last week, and we all got that one wrong. So um, I we'll think uh,
1: the Ravens' deep ball threat or deep ball um, defense is quite strong, especially with um, the number of defensive backs, star defensive mm-hmm. backs they have. So I think it'll be a good show, but I think the Ravens will have it by at least one or two touchdowns.
2: Yeah. Agree. Let's hope the Titans don't make us all look stupid for a second. In a row. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we
0: all bet on them last week and then we all decide to <laughs> yep. jump ship this time and actually get the victory. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um but then Chiefs Raiders then. Uh Chris, let's start with you first. What are you saying?
2: Yeah, I can't look past the Chiefs. I think, personally, Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. Mm. I think he's thrown in like 25 touchdowns and one interception this year. He is an absolute freak. And and I do think <laughs> there's going to be a little bit of extra motivation after that last mm-hmm. that loss a few yeah. weeks ago. Having said that, I think the Raiders are going to play keep Patrick Mahomes off the field football. They're going to run the ball a lot and try and win the battle of possess- the time of possession and mm-hmm. make Mahomes watch on the sideline. But, I mean, I can't I can't pick against the Chiefs. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go Chiefs. It's it's a no brainer for me. I know the uh patriot the Raiders did uh quite well but or or doing quite well but um The Chiefs are just ridiculously strong.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Andy Reid's one of the best coaches out there as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that loss to the Raiders was probably a bit of a surprise to them. So I don't think
1: surprise to everyone. I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I can't see them making that same mistake twice. I could see them losing another game, perhaps if they play, I don't know, someone like the Steelers, or even if they play someone from Uh the NFC, maybe the Bucks. I could see the Bucks perhaps beating the Chiefs. The Saints. Um, Yeah. uh, Oh, okay. I think the Saints could could take that victory. Who knows? Uh, But I don't. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the Raiders are going to be the ones to beat them. uh, Get that second loss for them. So I think we're all going Chiefs on that one. So we better hope then that K K and I we go for different teams. (laughs) I'll I'll go
1: opposite you, Morgan. I'll go opposite
0: you. Can I go the Packers then? Yeah. Okay. Oh, (laughs) Uh,
1: you're going Packers.
0: (laughs) I'm going Packers over Colts. Yeah.
1: Hmm,
0: Aaron Rodgers. I don't think. I, you know, I know they're not consistent, but I don't think the Colts are that good. I think the Colts are fine. I think their defense is decent, but I think the Packers have the potential to be one of the best teams in the league. I don't think the Colts have the potential mm. to be one of the best teams in the league. I'm going Packers
1: have been struggling. They have been struggling. They've been nice winning but... seven and two. Yeah, but they've been struggling. You can't say they haven't been struggling a bit.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't think the Colts have been sensational. You know, I think they've been decent. But they built the Titans.
1: They beat the Titans.
0: Yeah, but I don't think the Titans are that special either. <laughs> they
1: coming into this, they were six and two. So I mean, we'll I, see, I, Kay. I'll, we'll see. Yeah. You go, Colts. I'll, I'll go, I'll go Colts, Packers. I'll go Colts, I'll go Colts. I'll go Colts.
0: And the uh, the victor gets bragging rights. And uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you, I have bragging rights just because you're on twelve or thirty.
0: Yeah, but that to change, mate. I'm gonna catch that by the end of the season. Just
1: you watch. Just get my pints ready. <laughs>
0: Chris, what are you saying?
2: Yeah, I think the Packers as well. I think if they score 24 points or more, this Colts offence is not not up to much. But on the flip side, I do think the Colts could win this because the Packers have a really bold strategy of playing defence where they don't try and stop the run. So if the Colts are going to win it, they're going to win it on the ground.
0: I would also like to throw in a curveball, if you don't mind, gentlemen. Okay. We, well, do, we do three games every week, don't we? Mm-hmm. And I'll let you. Kay, I'll let you decide, Kay, whether this counts towards our streak or not. But either way, I would like us to also predict the Cardinals at Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was coming. Because <laughs> I mean, that is a match up for heaven, and they've already played once this season, haven't they? Um, yeah. The Seahawks got, got that. It was. was it the Seahawks got that victory? I can't, I can't remember. The Cardinals won that, Cardinals on someone, that one. didn't they? It
1: was really close, though, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: it was um, super close. Um, do K, would you like to add this I'd, to our yes, prediction? Yes, I would today? love to. Yeah.
1: Because so, I reckon we
0: might go different teams as well.
1: Uh, Seahawks, man. Seahawks. Oh, yes. what's, what's what's happening with the Seahawks?
2: I, I have go to Seahawks back Russell too. Wilson. I yes. have to
1: back him. I have to back him. I, I, I think this week was a fluke. I think um, he didn't target uh, DK Metcalf a lot. Um, I know the defence kind of shut him down, but if you give it to DK Metcalf, he will catch the ball. You just need to give it to him. Mm-hmm. So um, gonna have to say Seahawks. I think Seahawks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a bonus game for us because I believe. Um, let me double check. But that is a Thursday night football, isn't it? Um, okay, it's it, two is, days. it is. So it wasn't on my criteria for Chris to, to pick. So I'm <laughs> sure you wanted to pick that one, Chris. But I thought, seeing as you know, we celebrated episode ten last week. Why not? Uh, why not celebrate this one with a four four games to predict? And I mean, it might help me. Uh, edge you out a little bit more. i well, yeah. okay. um, I'm going Cardinals. I I really like the Cardinals. I think they'll they'll do the double on the Seahawks this year. Kyler Murray is yeah. uh, playing really Chris? well now. Uh, Chris, yeah, what are you saying?
2: I think Morgan's going to have us picking 16 games so he can catch <laughs> up now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you getting um, on my plan now. Aren't you? <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's going to be it's going to be high scoring, isn't it? I I do think that the Seahawks can put numbers up on them, but I just, I mean, you can't they can't play defence so I think the Cardinals are going to win this one and I think mm. they're going to win it by 10
0: I'm rating that Chris you've gone the same we've gone the same <laughs> four games but I mean I promise normal service will resume in episode 12 where we'll only predict three games but I just thought this is too good a matchup to miss out we always it try is. to pick Sunday games if we can but I mean this Thursday Night Football 1 has got to be given a mention, got to be given a prediction. So that has wrapped it up for our predictions for the week. So um, we've all gone Ravens to beat the Titans. Uh, we've all gone Chiefs to beat the Raiders. And then Chris and I have gone Packers to beat the Colts. And Kay, you've gone rogue there and said the Colts are going to beat Aaron Rodgers' 7-2 and two Packers. We shall see. And then that little bonus one extra, um, the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Uh, obviously, it's in Seattle, you know, in the Bird's Nest. And is that what they call it? Oh, I've made that up.
2: Oh. Yeah, yes. Century Link Field in the in the rain. I'm sure, and I did look at the forecast, and it is raining, so that'll make me look stupid. Now, <laughs> picture the high-scoring game, and it's six-three or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. But uh, Chris and I have gone for Cardinals, doing the double on the Seahawks, and um a game for the Seahawks and uh, you
1: know, to be fair I'm if the Seahawks
0: and, win I wouldn't and... be disappointed but I, I like yeah, the Cardinals and what they're doing at the minute
1: yeah I like the Cardinals I think it's um, whichever whoever wins I'll be happy because I know it's going to be a good game even yeah. in the rain I think it'll be a good game
0: yeah 100% but that gives us a little bit of time now to do the playoff picture the AFC versus the NFC Who will make it to the Super Bowl? You're listening to The Playoff Picture with Kay and Morgan on Let's Talk Touchdowns.
1: Okay,
0: it's that time of the week now. It's only a couple of weeks in actually where we've introduced the playoff picture for you guys. I mean, it's after week 10 now, so we're over halfway through the season. It's definitely time to be considering this playoff picture. Uh, Kay, which one do you like to do, AFC or NFC?
1: I'll go AFC this time. Okay, you That's go first then. Of
0: course it is. Of course it is. Go ahead.
1: So, uh, AFC. So, this is if the uh, season was to end today. He was into playoffs. Uh, AFC seed one, no doubt, is the Steelers. Um, they're just on the level to everyone in, in the game. Uh, second seed is Chiefs, 8-1. Third seed is the Bill, 73. Fourth seed Colts six and three, uh, seed five is the Raiders six and three. Seed six is Dolphins, six and three, and uh, seed seven is Ravens. Guess what? Six and three. <laughs> Another six um, and three. <laughs> so the Chiefs would play the Ravens, and if they played them next week, I think the Chiefs would have that easily, especially mm. um, the way the Ra- the Ravens have been playing recently. Then uh, we got the Bills playing the Dolphins, and. Mm. Uh, that would, that would be a good game yeah. yeah it would be a good game i think the bills would have it just because the bills are absolutely insane this year but it wouldn't be like an absolute blowout so that'd be I, an interesting one
0: i'd go dolphins in that matchup you know i'm feeling cool. i'm feeling good about the dolphins i think the bills aren't impenetrable they've lost three games this year two or three games this year and seven, seven, three. i think seven and
1: three yeah. um
0: the dolphins only on six and three though so only one victory behind and you know we could see them jostle for, for mm. that position we could see the Dolphins going through in the number one seed for the AFC East we shall see
2: yeah I think that's a real spicy matchup isn't it it's funny yeah. what a five game winning streak or however a three game winning streak <laughs> whatever the Dolphins are on if you'd have said yeah. that four weeks ago people would laugh <laughs> like at you but I mean I'll stick with the Bills in that matchup go with a better quarterback the more proven quarterback yeah. I'm never sure about rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs yeah. okay
0: who's in the hunt
1: uh, in the hunt, we had the Cleveland six and three, very respectable. <laughs> Titans
2: six and three,
1: again very respectable. And Patriots are back in the hunt, uh, four and five. Uh, mm. I hope they don't get in the hunt, but you Uh-oh. know we'll <laughs> see. They're not yeah. going to make the playoffs. they de- not this year.
0: I doubt it. was so only six and three teams, but there's a chance. Uh-huh. There is a chance.
1: You want to take it away with the NFC, then? Of course. I mean, it's
0: a bit of a sad day for me today because uh, the Saints have dropped from that number one seed. It was a lovely run of form from being in the hunt to fifth seed to number one seed to now back down to second seed, but still respectable. They're on the same 7-2 and two, um, record as the Packers. So Packers, seed number one. Saints, seed number two on 7-2, and two, likewise. Um, seed number three is the Cardinals. We love to see it. They've overtaken the yep. Seahawks in that division. That's that's really interesting division. Mm. Um, seed four, I mean... <laughs> Eagles, three, five, and one. I, I honestly yeah. think the Giants could make it, you know. I honestly think the Giants Absolute could scenes. make it. Absolute seed. <laughs> and then, obviously, Bucks, uh, the fifth seed, uh, seven and three. They're probably, I'd say, third best team, second best team in the NFC. It's just unlucky for them that they're in the same division as the Saints and and, and vice versa if the Saints do go through as the, as the fifth seed. Um, then, obviously, you've got the Rams and the Seahawks, sixth and seventh seed, respectively, both on six and three. So you've got the NFC West has got the Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks in it. Interesting lads.
2: That's crazy. And the defeated Super Bowl team, the 49ers, who would have been there, if they hadn't had so many injuries. I mean, it's a hell yeah. of a division. Yeah,
0: And they're not even in the hunt. So you've got the Bears yeah. five and five, uh, Vikings four and five, Lions four and five. I kind of expect the current playoff picture for the NFC to be as it is, like it. That will be the, the the bunch of teams. I think I can't see the Bears, Vikings, or Lions getting in that proper no, no. teams. It's
1: not the Lions and not the uh, Vikings. Vikings no. haven't been playing very well at all. And as you said, the Bears uh, kind of prove themselves to be a five and five team, not a five and one team.
0: Yeah, but it would make for some very saucy matchups. Should the yeah, playoff start next week? So you'd have the Seahawks at Saints. That would be an amazing game. Uh, I'd go Saints. Obviously, my Saints, but I mean, Seahawks could take that one.
1: No, I think the Saints would have it. Chris? Seahawks
2: in a shootout.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, divisional matchup then Rams at the Cardinals.
2: Cardinals, oh,
0: nice. That would be a saucy game. I'd go Cardinals as well, though. I
1: don't, I don't like the Rams.
2: No. I trust in Sean. McV- I think the Rams are the best team in the NFC. What? what? Uh... <laughs> Huge claim. I think they're the most rounded team on both sides of the ball. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm not sure
1: um, I agree. You might not that. be coming on the podcast again.
2: <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> that's absolute it's blasphemy. That hard, it's that hard knocks thing, isn't it? You watch them and you believe in them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is true.
0: And then the Bucks uh, would destroy any team that I'm comes out sure. of the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> not East. sure.
2: The Eagles it's are on the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And they barely beat. They barely beat the Giants on a Monday night game. So. That is true.
0: That is true. Um, but i think that wraps it up for the playoff picture and we'll we'll move very very swiftly cuz we've only got a couple of minutes left i reckon lads fantasy football i mean another loss for you unfortunately Kay. it's very sad Not to even. see especially when it's against ben who was on the podcast two weeks ago i hate to see him win it
1: was a it was a really close game yeah um, it was ish <laughs> uh, about 12 <laughs> points play, but yeah, yeah i don't, i mean 2 and 8 what can you say just move
0: on. An even closer game then for for me was uh, my matchup against Andy. Um, Andy and I were the OGs, the original makers of this fantasy league, and it's always a tight one whenever we play. Uh, Both on four and six now, I beat him by approximately 0.32 points. So um, I'm praying tomorrow that the league doesn't decide to change the amount of points one of my players gets, because last time that happened, uh, I lost to Ben as a result of that uh, change. But a nice victory for me. Um, I wasn't expecting it because my... Players haven't been playing too well the last couple of weeks. Uh, Chris, how'd you get on?
2: Yeah, I got a win. Um, put up 130 points, which was quite nice. Um, Trusting Josh Allen, I suppose, uh, which was going quite well. So, on a bit of a, I think I've won three in a row now, so sitting, sitting okay at six and four. So, we'll see how it looks.
0: Three in a row, and you're still making moves in, on the waiver wire and the fancy uh, trades. It's going crazy I am
2: I'm not, I'm not I don't want to sit still. I mean, uh, we were speaking off air, weren't we? I've had a decent run over the last couple of years and I think I look back at the teams that I play in, in the sort of the championship match. I think I have about on average one player who I drafted. So that seems to be the strategy <laughs> that works for me.
0: Yeah, I get too emotionally attached to the guys that I draft. <laughs> so I don't think I have... I very rarely trade people away because I think, no, I drafted this dude for a reason. I'm keeping him. Um, even if that, I'm a Joe Judge defense.
2: type. Joe Judge type coach. No getting friendly with the players. Strictly business. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: players always get injured, and mostly it's just Saquon Barkley getting injured. An amazing quarterback, but just gets injured.
0: So... Yeah. Kay and I are definitely struggling in this fantasy. Um, we're not going to go very far, but I mean, Chris, you're you're in the playoff hunt. You're in the mm-hmm. perfect picture. You're fourth, I believe, at the minute. So you'd be playing. Pat, I believe, I think, is first at the minute, um, but I think that wraps it up for episode eleven. Uh, cheers, Chris, for coming on. It's been it's been great having you on
2: again. Uh no thanks for having me the Giants keep winning you have to keep having me on
0: oh yeah every time the Giants win oh no you would be on every episode I reckon (laughs) four times a year maybe (laughs) Um, but yeah thank you very much for listening to episode 11 Uh, catch us in the next one where we'll just be back to just Kay and myself and we'll resume the normal order with having only three predictions for the weekend we'll continue with the playoff picture and our touchdowns for the week but um, it's been a pleasure having both of you with me uh, as ever this week and Thank you for joining us and we'll catch you in the next one. See ya.